Uh, hey, podcasters, it's Friday. Great show. In fact, uh, the whole show really is worth uh, just the last uh, 25 minutes, I think. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to you don't want to miss that. Uh, we have Bill O'Reilly on. We talk about what the president said yesterday in a speech. Uh, what, it was a concession speech and uh, and a speech that I think he needed to give. We talk about that. We talk about also something in the middle of the show. I got a phone call that was very disturbing, and it deeply will affect you and us, uh, all of us that believe in the Constitution. And that's covered also on today's podcast. The best of the Glenn Beck program. It's my 21st anniversary today with my wife. 20, 21 really? years. Yeah. That is Im- un- it's unbelievable. unbelievable she stick or stuck around that long. Well, no, wait, wait, I, I thought that was going to be three second. weeks, maybe. And I'm you know? begging my wife, please, please, 21 years together, please. Buy more Bitcoin today, please. That's what you want for your for your. That's what I want for anniversary. I mean, it's at now forty one thousand. It was nineteen at Christmas, and this time it's real. This time, this is digital gold. That's why people are perceiving this, and this is happening because of the unrest, because institutional uh, investors are in on it. Uh, this is big, big money that is happening, and it might correct itself, you know, but it might correct at 43 or 243. It might go up to 50 or 60 and then correct at 43. This is real this time. What is Tika Tawari saying now? Because I don't know. He what, was three right or four years wrong, ago. Wrong timing. Just wrong timing. But he yeah. said exactly 40,000. Yeah. And here it and is. And he said it would happen quickly. Yeah. And, and it has. <laughs> it's and been pretty it quick. Has. It was 3,800 in March. In March. And like, you know, because you go back. 3,800? Yeah. If you don't go, say that to wow, me. Geez. If you go back to, if you listen to the show for a long time, you know we were pretty early on the Bitcoin thing, at least as far as pop, popular culture. I remember talking about it at 300. Yeah. Uh, three, yeah. I mm. remember. Yeah. And uh, it was definitely less than 1,000. We were talking about mm-hmm. it on the air. Yep. But like, I think a lot of people were like, ah, oh, we missed out on that. And then there was the bubble and it burst and it, ah, that's over. I mean, in if March. If you have $100, still put it in Bitcoin. If you have $100, still put it in Bitcoin. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is digital currency is coming. If those people who saved their money and are keeping their money in the bank in dollars, you're going to lose out. You're going to lose. And, and uh, we should point out that Glenn does not give investment advice. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's I, usually bad. This is usually the... Uh, well, there's two, two things that you should yeah. know about investments. When Glenn says to do them, don't do them. And <laughs> if Pat Gray ever actually invests in Bitcoin, I will dump Get everyone out. I have. The next Get out day. now. <laughs> All right. So, Pat, we haven't heard your take uh, unless, you know, unless we listen to the show. We haven't heard mm-hmm. your take on this show mm-hmm. uh, about the week about the week yeah the week that was yeah, the week that was uh well by the way a- i curse 
all of you who said, <laughs> I can't wait for the new year. <laughs> yeah. That's so you depressing. You jinxed it. You we've, jinxed it. We've already blown the nice hope for 2021 in the yeah. first week. The first week is a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, it's already worse than all of 2020, I'm, wasn't it? <laughs> combined. Yes. Yes. Week one. I'm telling you, uh, vampire space bunnies are coming yeah. and we'll accept it. <laughs> I'm anyway. kind of excited about it at this point. <laughs> suck the blood. Bunny, suck the blood. Can I just pet your soft fur as you suck all the blood out of my neck? I was a tad irritated, uh, to tell you the truth. Really? At the media? At uh, at any Trump supporters who were doing what they were doing at, uh, at the Capitol building? I wasn't upset at anybody who was at that rally on the ellipse. I thought the rally was no. fine. Yes. Everybody. The hmm. breaking the windows and the destruction oh, at the Capitol building. Who's... That is just, that's not what we do. And I know that it was incited by others. I, I believe there were left wing people there, but there were also right wing QAnon people there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doing crappy things. I think the conservatives were doing conservative things. They were standing there. They were protesting. They were holding signs. Maybe yeah, I think there were some some regular conservatives that were in there that were just swept up. Did you hear about the guy from Idaho? Guy from Idaho was inside, uh, and I think he went in and sat in the speaker's chair. Hmm. Uh, and he's apologized to the country, to the president, the to the movement. Guy. I'm not sure. There's one guy who's a CEO of a, some sort of company and was there and somehow got swept up. And is like, I cannot believe I did that. I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah. And, and that's look, what happens. In a mosque. It's not enough, right, by yeah, the way. I mean, and look, you're going to wind up paying a price, I, I think, legally. That's not enough. But uh, yeah. still, it's it's you know, it's good to at least hear the contrition. And, you know, quite honestly, I was a little perturbed at the president. Um, uh, it, it bothered me that he was, as he was telling people to go home and go home peacefully, he was telling them we won in a landslide and they stole it from us. I, I just, it's irresponsible. It's just, uh, it, it's, I was, I don't get it. You know, I was looking at it from his perspective when he did it. And I thought, cause I heard somebody say this and I thought ah, that's possible. Um, you want to speak the language of the people and say, I understand you. Mm-hmm. I understand you, which he did. And yeah, I thought yep. that was important. He did a better job of it yesterday. Yesterday, was, yesterday was perfect. Was on fun. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I think because uh, Ivanka got some heat for her tweet about this, where she said, you know, uh, you know, American patriots, we don't do this sort of thing. They're like, how can you call them patriots? Well, you're trying to relate to them. Yes. Like, if you call them, hey, fascists, and they're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah. trying to say, like, you're and trying they, to, you know, to, and to they, relate to them and to move them in, in, a, in a particular and way. people who are standing up for transparency, standing up and asking their government to please listen to us, please listen And there's nothing wrong with that. That's patriotic. Right. It's just when you cross over into violence that it doesn't become patriotic. Yeah. And sadly, I, you, you kind of discredit everything along the oh, way. everything. And so you know everything what? looks bad. And then when the media starts saying, yeah, five people died and it looks like it was Trump supporters who killed them. And that's not what happened. Then you've got the whole country turning. I, against you. Yeah. And I think Donald Trump really hurt himself. And his his knee jerk reaction should have been immediately. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, look mm-hmm. what Gandhi did. Gandhi starved himself against his own people. It wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we're all free. It is. It was stop the violence. Mm-hmm. I disavow you. You say I'm your leader. 
I disavow you. Forget Gandhi. I, I was thinking of Glenn Beck as president in that moment. And I've been in so many of these situations with Glenn and so have you, Pat, where, you know, there are things you should do and things you shouldn't do. And oh, I 100% in this situation, Glenn Beck not only, is not making a statement on Twitter about what get out of that building. You are going down to the Capitol yourself and you're mm-hmm. saying, screw you, Secret Service. And you're going to walk down there and physically remove people from that building. Tell me, tell me that is not what you would do in that in that moment. You would be is. so pissed off. Yeah, I think it would have been. I think I would have gotten in. Oh, Secret Service, you're not going to drive me. Give me the keys. Give me the keys. <laughs> and I drive the beast up. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd find an old truck if I had to, yeah. and I would get up on the stairs of the Capitol and say, back off. Get the hell out of that building. Yeah. Get out of this building right now. That's not you. And you know what? If the president would have been like that, I mean, not driving to the Capitol, that's a little too Glenn Beckian. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if he would have been like that, he would have preserved a leadership role uh, for after you know, right now they have everything that they need just to shut him down, to silence him, to discredit anybody who follows him. And it's sad because mm-hmm. he had the opportunity and hopefully he can regain it, regain it. But it's going to be tough. He, he had the opportunity to have righteous indignation, but stand for the right things and say the battle doesn't end Today, this is an ongoing battle and we are going to fight the right way. I mean, honestly, you to say we needed 10 days, 10 days, that's all we're asking for. And if he would have come out and said, we need 10 days. And look, I'm not looking for 11,000. I do believe I won, but I'm not looking for just the number. I that you cannot have people not believe in the vote. It is important for America going forward that we believe in the vote. So I'm not motivated to prove what I do believe is true. I'm motivated to find out exactly what happened. And if we can't prove it in 10 days, that's fine. But there needs to be a special counsel to find out because Americans need to believe in something. I think he could have really had an impact. Now, he is a guy who keeps coming back and coming back, coming back after he's been punched down. But he's not going to have the bully pulpit to to do it now. It's going to be very difficult Mm -hmm. for him now. He had a sweet Republican kingmaker role uh, carved out that would have been an amazing life. With lots and lots of power. And I think also, you know, I still pretty much believe he's going to wind up running. I do, too. Uh, again. I do, so, too. Uh, but, you know, look, I don't know. You're right. He's he's overcome odds before. I just I, I think anything past Safe Harbor Day was 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 harmful. And what he's mm-hmm. you know, the, the way he's pushed this to the very, very end, I think, is, is has been wrong. And it's been hurtful to the com- to the country. And There's I think we diff- saw consequences from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he could have handled it differently. But I do understand, you know. It's frustrating. My, my, my wife keeps saying, like, can you imagine going through what he's gone through? No. I mean, he's been going through these four years of everyone beating you up every single day. Lying you know, about you. Yeah. I mean, this has got to change you as a person. It's got to yeah. put so much stress on you. 
but well, uh, you know again this saying, is the job i mean you, you sign up for these things and like you know it's really hard to hit a free throw with three seconds left too so I, and you got to do it that's your gig i have to mm-hmm. tell you i really feel for him because i really feel he's alone absolutely alone and has been for four years and has taken more beatings to the head than anybody i've seen sure. i mean more beatings to the head than muhammad ali had um, and and he has stood the entire time. I understand his righteous anger, uh, his belief that really, really, uh, I it, it gets down to this. You're going to do this too, and nobody's going to stand up. I get it, but it, it, he he needed to say early on. I I will never uh, until it's proven. I, I will never believe I didn't win. But if that's what Congress and the people say, uh, I will leave on January 20th. There will be a peaceful transition of power, and we're not going to do that. However, with that being said, I urge all Americans to go to their state houses and demand that there is an investigation in this and laws are strengthened to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, that that's that would have really, been a great way to handle it. It would have been, and he kind of did that yesterday. Yeah, he but did. It's he did. a little a little late in the game, um, but yeah, he did some of that yesterday. Yeah, it is. It's worth playing again. Uh, what he said. We'll do that at the, uh, after the break. But it's worth playing again what he said uh, yesterday because he did basically mm-hmm, he say did. all of those things. Yep, uh, and he really took on the people who went into the Capitol and caused harm. Uh, he he was stronger than we he called are them out. Yeah, he called yeah. them out. Called them out. They should go to jail. They should be prosecuted if they if they committed crimes. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, the author of Killing Crazy Horse and. Uh, the namesake behind BillOReilly.com, where he has his no-spin news every day. Welcome to the program, Bill O'Reilly. How are you, sir? I am uh, a little tired Yeah. Uh, after uh, analyzing all this stuff. I just want to say thank you for the nice mention. Uh, BillOReilly.com is free for everybody this weekend, because I think we have had incisive, fair coverage, unlike the corporate media, which is, again, you know, reached the nadir word of the day. Um, you're not going to learn anything from those people. No, you're, you're really not. And uh, those people are, are going to start clamping down on, uh, on all of us. And I urge you to please, as a listener, if you appreciate the frankness of Bill O'Reilly or, or the Blaze or whoever, if you hear somebody who is telling the truth, please support them and join them because uh, sponsors are going to be attacked soon. We are coming under attack. Uh, we have we have one guy who uh, uh, Elijah Schaefer, who has risked his life to go in and be right on the front lines of the Antifa protests. Uh, he went in and he was right on the front lines at the Capitol recording and and reporting live. Uh, and now they're saying that he's a revolutionary, not a journalist. He was there saying this is wrong. This is what's happening. These people are doing this. This is this is uh, just as bad as what Antifa was doing. 
and now they want him shut down, which means they'll be coming after us. It's a it's a bad mess, Bill. Bad mess. You know, I saw the kid uh, on the blaze, and um, my first thought was, if this young guy can get in there and give you um, firsthand look, you know, an immediate look at what's happening, why can't the uh, big networks with all their resources have somebody in there? I mean, that was my first question. So you got this guy, this young guy in there, and he's providing the best coverage you could get because you're seeing what's happening. Yeah, I know. No matter what he says. So where are the others? With all their hundreds of millions of dollars, they can't get anybody in there? So it's it's so bad. I mean, you know, and that's one of the reasons the country is in such a chaotic state is the collapse of the media, which was given special privileges, as everybody knows, by the founding fathers, to keep the powerful in check, all right, to tell the folks, look, here's what John Adams is really doing, all right, here's what Abe Lincoln is doing, but they don't do that anymore. They hate one guy, Trump, they love one guy, Biden, and you're never going to get what's really happening, but if this continues, I think you're absolutely right, there's going to be a ferocious backlash, but I don't want people on the conservative traditional side to think and some of them do because i got a stack of mail that says it that violent revolution is ever going to happen in this country it is not it is not going to happen there will be tense moments there will be irrational behavior there will be criminality the attack on the capitol was criminal there will be that But there's 330 million American citizens, and I'll submit to you that 70, 75 percent want nothing to do with violence. Oh, I think that I think that number is higher. I bet you there's 10 to 13 percent that that would be okay with violence. That's it on both sides. The reason I peg it at 75, maybe 80, is that there is a criminal element that exploits situations like these. So in the Capitol, intrusion, in the riot, there were professional agitators there. There were people who came to Washington for the sole purpose of fostering violence. Just as in the George Floyd situation, there were criminals among the protesters that were just waiting to loot and to burn and to hurt a cop. Now. That crew has sympathy, unfortunately. It had sympathy in the media. We saw it on the left. And it has some sympathy in the right. I got the letters in my hands. I had one letter yesterday from a guy who says, well, O'Reilly, you don't understand how many people were applauding the anarchist action. And I said to him, I read it on the air. I read it on BillOReilly.com. I said, yeah, I, I understand it. Because the same crew was applauding the looters. They weren't the same people, but it's the same mindset that criminality and violence is fine. If I want to do it, for whatever reason, you can have an election, you can have uh, the killing of a black man, whatever it may be. There are, I'd say, all right, 20% of Americans who have that mindset. And, but the vast majority of us 
will reject it. So people who are thinking, well, there's going to be a violent revolution in America, um, that's not going to happen. It's not. And to think it is, is insane. For Donald, and, for, for Donald Trump to come out and say what he said yesterday, I, I applaud. I thought it was the right thing to, to say. Compare that to what he said during the, the actual riot there inside the Capitol. All right. If you're going to analyze Trump in a fair way that benefits the American people, you have to understand his mindset. So you just can't pick it up this week, as, of course, all the media did, pro and con Trump. So Donald Trump, in his mind, believes that he's been persecuted for five years. Agree. Right? So he sees himself as a victim, as millions of Americans do, for one reason or another. So when he lost, the election, and I can just hear the chorus now, oh, he didn't lose, he didn't lose. Okay. When he lost because the system said he lost, he became unhinged. And I know that because I know people very close to him. Now, I have not talked to the president since two days before the first debate when he I, I talked to him a week ago, week and a half ago. I talked to him over the uh, vacation. I thought he was lucid. I didn't feel that he was unhinged. I felt that he was uh, determined. Um, I agree. He absolutely, I mean, he told me, I will never, you will never hear me say I lost this, uh, I lost this election fairly. He said, you'll never hear me say it because I don't believe it. And right. quite I honestly, I don't word. either, but he was very, he was lucid at okay. least for 20, 25 minutes with me. But it's not about lucid. When I use the word unhinged, he wasn't analyzing reality. Okay. So when he was talking to you, he was saying, look, this is the way I feel. And this is what I'm going to do. But from the very beginning, there was no chance that Donald Trump was going to overturn this election. And we've talked about that. Yeah. You and I have talked about that. There was no chance that losing by 7 million popular votes and having all of these controversies in the beginning, everybody paid attention and we were waiting for, I certainly was Rudy Giuliani and the others to give us hard data. Yeah. It didn't come. Once that was established that it was theoretical, it was over. And everyone knew it was over. Everyone in power knew. Supreme Court knew. Um, the, both houses of Congress knew. Vice President Pence knew. Everybody knew except one guy, Donald Trump. And he continued to believe, and he did believe it. He did believe it. So let me ask you this. I was made fun of and mocked because I, I tried to explain uh, he, the way he thinks. And this is just me. I've, I, this is not from conversations with him or anything else. But you know and I know he is a Norman Vincent Peale uh, devotee. He is a guy who believes what you think becomes and don't ever speak things into existence that you don't want and i believe 
he truly believed in the power of positive thinking, not necessarily to uh, that it was going to change everything, but he was not going to speak anything into existence that he didn't believe was true. And that's why he was he is disciplined in that one principle. What he speaks, he creates. He's made so many mistakes. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing. I, mean, I am trying to say that this is where his thinking is coming from. Okay. But if you want to win anything, you have to outthink your opposition. So from the very beginning, instead of running around saying it's a fraud, it's rigged, it was stolen, it was this, it was that, the president should have methodically said to Congress, and to the Justice Department, there are millions of Americans who do not trust this election. This yes. Vote. Yes. The analytics don't match up. We need a very comprehensive investigation. Attorney General Barr, please appoint a special counsel. And Houses of Congress, please launch an investigation into the following and list the states. That would have been much, much better than going to Georgia. And the night before the vote, the most crucial vote we've had in the Congress, attacking the state of Georgia for being corrupt. Do you think that helped him? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. I know you are under a tremendous amount of pressure in your own life. Maybe perhaps you have lost your job. Uh, you have uh, <laughs> you've lost your business. I know last night at midnight, my wife and I were talking about the kids in school and how difficult this is. I know the pressure you're under. And uh, I don't want to add more to it. I want to let you know what's going on. And I want to make a promise to you. Uh, you are not alone in feeling that. And I have been saying for a very long time, they are going to come after anyone with an opinion that they disagree with. Ted Koppel himself told me, uh, you know, there should be a panel of people like me that grant you a license. Really? <laughs> I've told you the minute that Donald Trump was gone, they were going to turn those cannons that have been so effective on smearing and doing everything they can to destroy Donald Trump all on us. And I mean, people in the media. Well, it has begun. It is here. Let me give you before I tell you about the phone call that came in. No, let me tell you about the phone call that came in first. A couple of days ago, I started seeing tweets uh, from the left about our Blaze TV correspondent, Elijah Schaefer. Uh, I guess the, they didn't like the fact that he was reporting on the Capitol riots. Um, even though he was against the Capitol riots, he was uh, saying things that pissed his followers and his audience off uh, like nobody's business because he knows his job is to tell the truth on what's going on. The truth doesn't matter to the left. The Daily Beast, which is 
I mean, the beast really is the appropriate name for these people. They uh, they wrote a smear piece. One might even say deflammatory. One might say that I might say that attorneys might say that. But they wrote a piece about Elijah Schaefer. Here's the headline. Daily Beast. Glenn Beck employee boasts of breaching Nancy Pelosi's office alongside revolutionaries, end quote. Uh, Okay. He was there as a journalist and he was reporting. There's many ways to take revolutionary uh, a good way and a bad way. Historically, in America, we look at revolutionaries as a good thing. That's not what Elijah was referring to. He was not referring to the good kind of revolutionary. We have talked about it multiple times. Revolutions don't end well. He was reporting on what was going on. Just as he has reported when he's been in the belly of the beast and risking his life with Antifa. And he has provided you in the media with much of your video because you don't have anybody there. Now, at first, my reaction was this is what they do to independents and conservative voices. Smear, rinse, repeat. Smear, rinse, repeat. Little gnats go away. I have dealt with this for years. But then Mr. Fangbang himself, Eric Swalwell, <clears throat> goes a step further. He suggested that the FBI arrest Elijah, a reporter, for doing his job, something protected by the First Amendment. Eric Swalwell tweets, Dear FBI, meet Elijah Schaefer. Elijah Schaefer uh, took a picture inside of Nancy Pelosi's uh, office. And he said, I'm inside with Nancy, inside Nancy Pelosi's office with the thousands of revolutionaries who have stormed the building. To put into perspective how quickly staff has evacuated here, emails are still on the screen alongside a federal alert warning members of the current revolution. This is something the New York Times should have done. Uh, Elijah d- deleted that because we said you should not put what was on the screen open in the public. There was nothing wrong with it, but we felt uncomfortable and Elijah outside of the heat of the moment felt uncomfortable too. Not that he was in Nancy Pelosi's office. He was documenting it as a journalist. He was not cheering it on. He was saying the opposite. I encourage everyone to watch my Wednesday night show where Elijah was on, and I asked him journalistic questions. Was it Antifa? No. Neo-Nazis? No. Glenn, I've been to the neo-Nazi, you know, protests and violent uh, 
protest. I've been beat up by Antifa. I've been inside. I know their faces. This was our side. Do you think he wanted to say that? The answer is yes, he did. You know why? Because his side is the truth. That is our side, the truth. I am proud of Elijah Schaefer. You are not going to find a hint that he is sympathetic to violent rioter, uh, rioters. What you'll see is him telling the truth. In fact, he led in the reporting to squash the rumors that Antifa was behind the siege. I said, isn't this guy the guy with Antifa? He corrected me and said, no, he's QAnon. So I didn't delete the tweet. I corrected the tweet. He was the on the front line debunking his quote own side snitching censors and fascists they they alerted facebook that one of the deplorables must be depersoned and as of this morning elijah schaefer's personal personal Facebook and Instagram account have been deleted. The pictures of him with his dog and his family, dangerous, gone. He has been depersoned. The left is now going after him because they know he'll tell the truth. They know his work is dangerous because he will actually go in when the rest of the media is saying, oh, no, these people are mostly peaceful. And he'll show the people who are shooting and gunning people down in the streets. He will also show the faces and identify the faces of those who were breaking glass and trying to harass and God knows what in the Capitol. He will tell the truth. You can't have an honest broker. It is predictable. But here's where I say it has begun. 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago now, I learned that CNN thinks it's worth using their precious resources now to investigate Elijah, a credentialed reporter. They have started digging around trying to call his family and all of his past colleagues to find out who he really is. I can guarantee you they will go all the way until he was, what, six? The, the day, I mean, he's a young guy. So what was the first day he was online? They are going to go into everything about him. And I have confidence that he is fine. If he said something when he was 12, I don't really give a flying F. I don't care. I don't care. I care who a man is today. I want you to know, I will never fire Elijah Schaefer because Elijah Schaefer doesn't work for me. He works for the Blaze. I'm the founder of the Blaze. 
I'm not controlling the blaze. I have nothing to do with the blaze. But I will tell you this, the phone call I got was from Blaze Media. They're not going to fire him. They are not going to. We believe an attack on one is an attack on all. And we stand behind Elijah Schaefer. And I don't care what you try to do to him. They've already tried to ruin his reputation. They are going to come after his press credentials. They're going to come after his sponsors. They're going to come after us. They're going to come after me. They're going to come after all of us. They're coming after Mark Levin, who's also part of Blaze Media. They're coming after him. They're coming after Fox. They're coming after OAN. Let me just give you this. CNN is leading the charge to find out why Newsmax, One America News, and yes, Fox News are still being carried by AT&T and Comcast and all of the cable and satellite networks. They will fold. They will fold. The next thing, they're coming after Rush Limbaugh. Today, they're coming after Rush Limbaugh. And trying to pressure Clear Channel in Premiere. They've been, this isn't their first rodeo. Quite honestly, it is Rush Limbaugh that saved AM radio. Your local radio station exists today because of Rush Limbaugh. There is freedom of speech that could be heard on a mass media because of Clear Channel. Because of Premiere Radio. But money doesn't talk, it screams. And I can guarantee you, they will come after our sponsors. I know it to be true because I've lived it before. But this time, it is to the death for them. They will take it to the death. They will not stop until all of us are done. This is the day I built the blaze for. We will not comply. But I warn you. To do what we do takes enormous sums of money. Forget me, my salary. I'm fine. I'll work for free. To do what this network does takes enormous amounts of money. And we built this thing with a shock absorber. And that's you, your subscription. There's going to come a time you won't have to worry about if this is commercial free or not. Because I believe there are going to be very few people that will advertise. Because they are going to come under such beating that their business will be destroyed. I think there are a few advertisers that will say, fine, bring it on. But I don't know. And we don't rely on them. We do rely on you. I'm asking you today, not just the blaze. 
And if it's not the Blaze, you don't think uh, I have and, and the Blaze doesn't have anything to offer, I'd suggest that you look at it again. But if you don't find the Blaze and Steven Crowder and Mark Levin and Elijah Schaefer, all of these voices, Ali Stuckey, if you don't find us to offer anything, that's fine. Find somebody who does offer the truth to you and is going to stand because today is the day I have feared for at least 10 years. It is here. Na, na, na.